You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 31st of March. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and as usual I'm joined by Oliver Mangan, AIB's Chief Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. Ollie, obviously the coronavirus pandemic continues to dominate markets and recent data releases have begun to show its early economic impact. What does this data show? Yes, we're beginning to see some early data for March flowing through now and, you know, quite dramatic figures. I think the most eye-catching release was last week was the surge in weekly jobless claims in the US. Now, they have been running below 300,000 for quite a long time and they surged by to 3.3 million, so rose by 3 million in a week. Now, to put that in context, it just blew the previous record levels away. The, the previous highs reached were below 700,000. That was during the recessions in 1982 and 2009, which are very deep recessions. So compare the peaks in the last recessions, which is below 700,000, to a level of 3.3 million last week in terms of new jobless claims. We're also more generally beginning to see survey data come through for March. These purchasing managers' indices and not surprisingly, they're showing very steep falls in activity everywhere, but particularly in the services sector of, of economies. Services sector much weaker than manufacturing because obviously a lot of the sec- service sectors, you can think of the hospitality sector, travel, etc., retail, uh, has been badly impacted by the restrictions imposed to contain the spread of the coronavirus. So, uh, you know, the data are beginning to come through and, you know, unfortunately, the data are going to get much worse in the next couple of months. We are entering quite a deep recession, and that will be reflecting the figures coming through for March, April and May. Ali, on the the market front, there's been a better tone to the markets over the past week with FX markets and interest rate markets slightly calmer. Stock markets have rebounded by about 15%, albeit remaining off 25% lower than, than we saw in February. What can we expect from financial markets short term? Well, I think the markets generally had a better run uh, in the last week. Obviously, we've come through a very rough patch for, for markets where we saw yields, bond yields rising, very steep falls in stock markets, a lot of volatility in currency markets. But I think what markets are doing is responding to the action of the authorities. The large-scale quantitative easing bond-buying programs that we've seen central banks undertake you know, has put a floor in the bond markets and calmed it down, and we've seen yields falling, which means bond prices are rising. That's what we want to see. So even in places like Italy, which were badly impacted in terms of its bond market, a strong rally in that market now with the ECB in buying bonds. We saw a sell-off in the U.S. Treasuries. The Fed has been in buying U.S. bonds. Also buying corporate bonds as well. You know That, that, that sector of the market has been badly impacted by concerns about the economic weakness, the economic downturn, what it would have on corporates. So the central banks have commenced very large asset buying bond programs, which has calmed the bond markets. In terms of the currency markets, I think a lot of focus have been on the dollar, which uh, I won't say spiked upwards, but rallied strongly. And what we saw really was a mad scramble for dollars as people looked to, had to fund in dollars, they had to repay dollar debt. But again, central banks have taken coordinated action there. So they've opened dollar lines, not just the Fed, but the European Central Bank, the main central banks as well, to provide that dollar funding. So that heat has come out of that market and the dollar has fallen back a bit and has become much more uh, range-bound. In terms of stock markets, you're absolutely right. I mean, what we saw was a 35% fall in a lot of stock markets in a very short space of time. Now, that was highly unusual to see such a decline in such a short period of time. 
uh, I suppose in those sort of circumstances, it's not surprising to see a bit of a bounce. And that has been helped by the actions of central banks in terms of finding liquidity to the market, supporting the bond market, and the actions of governments in trying to, we know we're, we're going to be into, into a deep recession, but governments have taken actions to try and protect the worst excesses of the virus and the resulting recession from both households and businesses. So there's income support, etc., and direct for, for households and support for companies as well, which are experiencing difficulties. So that has given the stock market some comfort. Now, I will say the, the, the mood on markets is still risk averse. There's still a lot of nervousness out there. I don't think we are on the cusp of a sustained recovery in stock markets. I think they are likely to weaken further over the next number of weeks. There's simply just too much bad data going to come out over the next couple of months and probably downgrades from corporates, etc., in terms of the earnings for this year to think that stock markets could rally on a sustained basis. But at least, you know, they've come off their floor. They've recovered some ground last week. It was a more positive tone than we've probably seen in the previous weeks. Okay, Oli, you mentioned government support and action to help uh, economies. On the home front, Ireland's effectively shut down like, like other economies and the economic impact to the Irish economy will obviously be substantial. Can you, can you give our listeners an insight into what the likely fallout will be? Well, you know, we're no different to anywhere else. We are going to suffer a very deep recession here over the next number of months. And, you know, there's, there's a wide variety of estimates. A lot depends on how long the lockdown lasts and how quickly we can recover from that. So, I mean, I, I think the Bank of England met last week now has already moved on interest rates and QE, so it didn't take any further action. But it did note, uh, it didn't publish any forecasts as such, but it, it did highlight and say that the scale of the economic shock will be large and sharp, but that it should ultimately prove temporary. And I think what central banks and governments are focused on, and the Irish government included, is not just trying to offset some of the negative impacts of the downturn in economic activity but when eventually we see the virus abate that economies are in a position to recover strongly and quickly so you are seeing income supports being put into households you are seeing support for business so the key thing is here that there's not a lot we can do about the the downturn in activity the, the, a lot of the economies in lockdown even though there's income supports there there's a limited amount of goods and services that consumers can buy but the key thing is that we are in a position both here and globally to allow the global economy to recover strongly once the, the virus starts to abate and all those restrictions start to be lifted now obviously there's much uncertainty about the exact timing and strength of any rebound. And you have to acknowledge that there could be what we call scarring effects or you know more long-term impacts or medium-term impacts from the downturn. And you're thinking of things like lingering damage to consumer business confidence, maybe a lasting impact on some businesses. For example, how long will it be before we see U.S. tourists return strong numbers to Ireland? It's certainly not going to be this year. So sectors that are exposed to that will take longer to recover. And also tighter financial conditions, markets are nervous. These are all factors that could inhibit the recovery. And, and, you know, we have to acknowledge also that the virus may abate over the summer, but there's also the risk of maybe a second smaller wave later on the year that could impact activity as well. But I think the key thing is, as economists, when we publish forecasts or do analysis, certainly try and give a picture of the downside, but also note that a recovery will come and it's likely to mirror the downturn in activity. The recovery will be will be a strong rebound because we're coming off such a low base.
and there will be pent up demand there. So I think to get a complete picture of activity, it's important that we just not look at the deep recession that we're entering now, but also the scope for recovery, and that includes into next year. So we're likely to see very negative growth figures for quarter one and quarter two, a recovery in the second half of the year, but still, you know, a big decline in GDP or national output for 2020. But on the other hand, we will see a very large rise in output or rebound in the economy in 2021. So I think, you know, it's important to get the complete picture here, not just look at the deep downturn, but also the recovery that follows. Ollie, we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you always for your insights and thanks also to our customers for listening in. Stay up to date with the markets. Please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Stay safe and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.